Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! So I like to tell stories. I like to write books. I like to write stories and, and books that communicate um, gospel truths, scripture truths, but in kind of a hidden way uh, so that the person kind of entering into the story um, experiencing those truths or kind of gleans those truths in maybe some ways that they would not be able to uh, if it was just kind of bluntly said matter-of-factly and kind of do that with video games too I'm, I'm that's kind of another hobby of mine making video games and the idea there is you want to create a game in which a person becomes a character in the story itself and also in kind of that hidden way is to be able to experience scripture truths or aspects of the Gospels uh, just through entering into a story. Hey, One Hope Church and One Hope Friends, Peter here continuing our podcast uh, this season of Lent through the Gospel of Mark, and we are looking at uh, uh, today Mark chapter 4, verses 21 to uh, to 34, uh, in which we're looking at the parables of Jesus. And these parables of Jesus, I think, are, are also ways in which Jesus kind of presented scripture truths and aspects of the gospel in kind of hidden ways, but in ways that maybe people were able to um, process and receive and experience those truths in ways that maybe they wouldn't have been able to had, had Jesus just kind of bluntly said, uh, said, said X, Y, and Z is the truth. Uh, he did fortunately explain things to his disciples, and thank God that we have the disciples who grew into the apostles who wrote the scriptures, and we have good, clear, didactic teaching. We need that. That's important. Uh, but there's something about the parables that uh, force us to really process and wrestle with what is this story about, and I think that that process, that combination, that activity of the heart and the mind in combination with the inspiration and guidance of the Holy Spirit is, is what helps us to, to lead and guide us experientially into all truth and to kind of process those truths in a really internal way. I'm not going to go into all the details of these three or four parables, depending how you look at it, but although that first one about the lamp hidden to be, that's meant to be shown, I think is a little bit what I just shared there about how Jesus came and in some ways it, he was hidden. He didn't fully disclose himself yet at this point in his ministry. Uh, and even in the parables, uh, they're, they're kind of hidden, hidden in a way as well. But his, I think his point in part is that uh, this is not meant to stay hid and the whole point is to be made known and and he would uh, that would fully become known in his death and resurrection and then the uh, the birth of the church and a kind of a fresh dynamic of that of that kind of revelation of Jesus as the light of the world uh, but uh, so even if it's a little bit hidden now it's going to be made fully known uh, you know the rest of the parables uh, uh, a lot of them are in this section kind of express the organic nature of the kingdom of God. And and I think that's what I, I really took away from these parables is that it communicates, um, that, you know, both through the, uh, the parable of the farmer who plants his crops and, you know, he doesn't know how it works and, and uh, he, he can't really see it happening. He doesn't see the growth happening. He just, he, he plants and he waters and he does his part, but God is the one that makes uh, everything grow, and, and he has no clue how it even works and doesn't see it happening. And, 
in the mustard seed parable, kind of a similar dynamic, the small tiny seed uh, is planted and it seems like nothing. And yet packed within the DNA of that seed is this six to 10 foot bush that emerges and the person has no idea how that works. And and uh, God is the one that causes the growth and uh, the power is in the, in the seed, not in the farmer who plants the seed. Um, but it's in uh, it's in the seed itself, and in, of course God who who uh, who creates the growth. And so, just some lessons there for us as we think about this being uh, applying to the kingdom. This is Jesus talking about what the kingdom of God is like, and and I see two aspects of this. One, the kingdom of God is this thing that's spread around the world, and it's kind of it doesn't happen in this power um, grabbing kind of way, worldly way. It happens under the hood. Uh, like leaven working its way through the dough, and that's how the church spread. Nobody knew what was happening. The Roman Empire was going forth in power, and yet underneath the hood, just among the common people, the gospel was going forth, and it turned the world upside down. Uh, that's exactly what the, the parable of the of the mustard seed was fulfilled in that. It was a small, tiny thing, and yet it's, uh, it's, uh, in the end, uh, it, uh, it overthrew the entire power structure of, of our world and is continuing that process, which is con- it's a continued process that's happening even to this, this day. Uh, but you know the other aspect of this too, uh, in addition just to kind of the idea of the growth of Christianity and the spread, is really the activity of the, of the kingdom of God in our, our lives uh, to produce growth in us spiritually and character in us. That also is something that kind of happens a little bit under the hood. We, we can't even see it happening. I mean, can you look at your heart and, and try to, look, let me see if I can see the, the peace growing. Let me see if I can see the joy emerging. It doesn't work like that. Uh, rather, as we allow the, the seed of the Word of God to be planted in our heart, as we allow the watering activity to take place, we don't know how it happens. We don't have it work. God causes the growth. He's, he's, the, he's the one that makes it all happen. And so uh, some encouragement here for us to, number one, be patient. We are an instantaneous society. We want results now. And yet the parable of farmers and seeds and and those aspects of uh, of Jesus' story is that the lesson is that uh, you got to be patient. And you can't see the growth, but it's happening. And six months from now, you can look back and see the growth that happened in your life and in, maybe in your community, in your church, your family. And then it's just also the lesson of just being encouraged. Um, uh, Just, again, when you see nothing happening, just to know something is happening. So be encouraged. uh, Continue to to allow yourself to be um, fertilized by the Lord and allow the Word of God to do, uh, to be that uh, that sword of the Spirit which pierces bone and marrow as we've been looking at in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and kind of come under the knife, the surgeon's knife, and allow the the Holy Spirit to use the Word of God in our lives. And and again, uh, He's going to cause the growth, which I guess is the third lesson for me, is that you don't have to try to really, really hard to grow as a Christian. No, that that's God's work. Um, it's really uh, yielding to Him and, and uh, just resting in the fact that He is the one that does the real work in causing us to grow. Um, you know, I think Jesus Himself, uh, in His humanity, uh, talks about how you learned obedience through the things you suffered, and you know, though he was the Son of God who holds all of the universe by the word of his power, 
here he is in his humanity learning obedience, which we think of obedience as this striving thing. I got to strive really hard to obey. But I, <laughs> so it's kind of funny to think of this way, but I, it was a good break for Jesus being human because he was able to, you know, the father was in charge of everything and he just yielded to the father and, and simply uh, had to re, to yield and, and to walk in obedience, which was a restful thing, not a striving thing because the father's in control. Now, I think that's even in his divinity, his role, because he's submitted to the Father. There's a wonderful dynamic of the Trinity there, but we don't have time to go into that right now. So just take that lesson of Jesus and his humanity, and we are fellow humans with him, and we follow him into that place of submission to the Father, resting uh, in his grace, uh, even that work of obedience is not a hard thing. It's a light thing because the Father does everything and we simply yield to his activity and trust in him and he causes the growth. Let's pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, we don't understand how the kingdom works. We don't understand any more than how a farmer understands how the plants grow. Uh, but we know uh, that you are at work in our lives and in our world. And even when we see our world in such chaos and we can't see how are you at work right now with all that is happening in, in Ukraine right now and in coronavirus and how, how is it possible that you're working? You're working. You are working under the hood. We can't see it, but you're causing the growth. Uh, your will will not be thwarted. Uh, either in this world or in our lives. And so even when we struggle and stumble, you are at work. And so may we not be discouraged, but encouraged that he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.